Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt for Boxing Social in association with William Hill and Empire Fight Store. Always pleased to be joined by Dave Caldwell. Dave, I know you mentioned you're tired, so I appreciate you jumping on for us. How's things anyway before we jump into it? Yeah, good, mate. Really good. Um, Fighting the gym. That's I've just I've just got back from the gym. Um, got a yeah, got a good week coming up. Got Muhammad Ali boxing this weekend in Birmingham. Uh, he's only 18 years old, so this is still the development stage of his of his career. So um, yeah, so it's fight week plus getting you know keeping everybody else ready in the gym. Stephen Cairns boxing out in Denmark on on the first of September. Then there's hoping his big final eliminate for British October first, and obviously Ebony and, and Ellis Price as well in the gym. So um, so yeah, so busy busy times at the moment. How do you find juggling all this? Because you've got a lot of moving parts there. You mentioned people at different stages of the career, British title eliminators, yeah. Ebony, you know, um, the young, your young guys in the Muhammad Ali, etc. It's, it's quite, it's quite a young stable um, that I've got. So it's, it's, it's all about developing and, and you know, progression and, you know, the um, little trips abroad like we were in Uzbekistan a couple of months ago with with Stephen. That was straight off the back of of a sparring trips well there. Stevens boxing out in Denmark again. Um, so uh, so yeah, it's 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 those that make things you know a lot bit tricky when you when you're uh, going away. But when when everyone's got fight dates at home, it's it's quite easy. You, you just have to manage your time, and you know there's, there's far more people that are busier than me. I have a small stable, so uh, so it works out all right because then it, I have that balance between the the work life and the and the home life. I've got it pretty mixed really well, to be honest. He's been kept quite active as a Stephen Cairns. I remember speaking to him in Newcastle and he said, look, I want to get out X amount of times this year. You've Hopi Price there, who's challenging for the British you. And we say Ebony and you mentioned um, Hamid Ali. You've got such um, a young stable. I feel like you've almost like evolved again and like we're going again. How excited are you with the crop of fighters you've got to see where they can go? Because there's so much potential coming out of these, that gym. Yeah, very much so. Um it, they're always long-term projects and and they're you know because they've all got the same mentality they're all you know so disciplined when people say to me you know i, I think it's quite a lot people say to you often um who's the hardest worker you've ever worked with you know who's the most most disciplined the most dedicated well to be honest everybody that i've worked with is very very dedicated and disciplined and they all work hard because otherwise you know i won't be able to work with them um you know i think that's that's a question for a, a lot of you know, majority of, of successful fighters have got to have worked really, really hard. So it's, it's it's a very difficult question when people ask that. But I'm enjoying the work that uh, I'm putting in with with 
the the fighters that I've got at the moment. Um, every day, you know, you're just seeing little bits of development, even if it's little tiny percentages. Um, obviously they're all they're all hungry for success, and um, you know they've got bright future ahead of them. They're all talented, and they're all in their own ways. There's di different styles, so yeah, it's it's good times in the gym at the moment. I can see a uh, little Tony Bellew memorabilia a little bit on the wall there. Um, yeah, yeah. I know. I think it was. That's the only reason why there's an Everton shirt up in my house. I was, gonna, I was just about to say, I mean, I couldn't personally do it, but um, it was about a month and a half back. I know there were sort of rumours and him saying on Twitter, look, I'd be tempted to come back for that fight and, and whatnot. I know you two were close and he's hung the gloves up, but has there been any any talks or anything about him doing a little bit? No, I think, you know, Tony's in a good place. Um, if if ever anything ever happens, then, you know, he'll... he'll he'll speak about it but you know I, I don't think so no right let's move on Anthony Joshua this weekend I've seen sort of a bit of a mixed reaction a few people saying you know his style in the fight was him implementing a style it wasn't due to hesitancy of a pulling a trigger he's getting used to a new trainer there's a lot of moving parts we are forgetting this was a guy who came in at short notice when he's been preparing for Dillian White I know you spoke in brief to one of our guys on the ground after the fight, but now a few days have passed looking back at it. What do you make of the whole performance and maybe people's perception of it? You know what? Firstly, I wanted to watch it back, but I haven't watched it back yet. I just haven't had time to watch it back yet. Um, so I would like to watch it back and see what it looked like on TV, see what you know what the view is, how it looked to them. Um, but I, I can understand that there's... There's this demand on Anthony Joshua because, especially you know, his first how many fights he's blasting everybody away and things like that, we, which we get with a lot of a lot of good prospects coming through, big punching prospects. There becomes this aura about them where they're a wrecking machine, and then when things start evening out, when you're stepping up in in high caliber opponents, or you know, as they get along, you suffer a loss or whatever. You know, styles change, and as fighters get older, they do they do adapt the styles. Um, you know, uh, they, they perhaps can't do the same thing as what they did in the past. Uh, but with I think with Anthony Joshua, there is this. He's he's been the flagship of British boxing for a long, long time. You know, he, you'd be going to America and everywhere around the world, you see him on billboards, on certain advertising campaigns, and things like that. Walking to shops, his face is there. Um, so with that comes a lot of pressure and uh, a lot of pressure to to impress. So. He, you know, he'll say that he doesn't feel the pressure and things like that. But I think you're human. When you're human, you're going to feel that. Now, coming off the two losses to Usyk, where everybody's completely written him off, and then he comes back with the Franklin fight, where he's a little bit hesitant. And, you know, I, even that, you know, everybody was out there criticised him. I was one of the was there as well. You know, I, I felt as though it was a very, very uh, hesitant display. Um, but then the other night's performance, um, for me... I could see what, going into the fight, I had said that if he went out there and blasted him around or two, it doesn't do anything for him. Going into a Deontay Wilder fight, working with um, Derek James, I'm sure Derek James didn't want just to go out there, smash him up and walk away without him implementing what he's been doing in the gym. So we know that uh, they're changing things with his style and he's adapting to the Derek, Derek James way of, of coaching. Um, so... When you're doing that in training on the floor, on the pads, and the drills, on the bikes, then you take it into the sparring sessions. The next progression of that is to try and take it into a fight. 
Now, in a fight, when you're trying to do things that you're working on, your drills like that, this goes for every single fighter out there. You can do everything in the gym, but then you have to remember the guy that's in the ring with you is looking to do what he's wanting to do and stop you from doing what you're doing. And it makes things a little bit harder. And when you're not comfortable with that style, you, you might be, you know, um, a little bit hesitant on when to go, do I go, don't I go. Um, so it did make for a, after a few rounds, you were thinking, oh, shit, he needs to, he needs to get rid of him, yeah? Um, but one thing that I'd look at, and i say is a big plus point in him, is when, early on in that, I don't know what round it was, it might have been the second round or it might have been the third round, um, he catches Hellenius, and you see it register. And you see it register on him, and it shakes him a little bit. But then AJ carries on boxing, almost takes a step back. I think he changes that changes the angle or you know it goes back to boxing and, and then I think then people started booing because they're thinking, hang on a minute, you've just ate and got but you've got to remember from his point of view and his mentality, the last time he had a last minute substitute, he caught him, dropped him if I seem to remember against Ruiz, and then just went in there steaming for the kill and walked on to shot, and that absolutely demolished his career. And the AJ that we knew and people saw him as was gone. It's never been the same since. So if he'd have just gone in there and just done the same thing again, then that shows that he's not actually learned from that. He's not learned from his experiences. And all we can do as fighters and as, as everybody in every walk of life is you, you're supposed to learn from your mistakes, aren't you? So... I, I, at the time, I remember seeing te that te step back and just stay patient. I thought, he's learned. He's not going to rush in. Um, so from a coach's point of view, if you're Derek James, let's say, let's say you're, you're fighting a Deontay Wilder, right? You can't afford to be reckless, reckless and just, you know, walk onto shots. On it. But at the same time is, he can't really afford to be um, that hesitant if he's going to be missing and falling short and not adapting because he kept throwing the left hook and it weren't there and he kept missing with it, missing with it. Somebody else was going to make you pay. You know, he, he kept throwing the right hands from too far out, kept missing it, falling short. Falling. Somebody else was going to make you pay. But then when he when he brought his foot in and he stepped in with that right hand at the end, that was the shot. And there you go. There. But he was, he was, he was learning his well, his his way into the fight and he was getting his time and he was getting his distance. Um, I can see that he's trying to be more disciplined than thinking his way through there, but I just feel as though because perhaps it's new for him. Like I said, it's, it's still early days with a new coach. There's that. There's not that relaxedness about it. There's that. There's that tension, that nerves and nervous energy that's that's being used in there. Um, I think there was one round towards the end of the fight where he just started getting peppered with jabs, and Hellenius just started knocking. I think that's where a lot of the a lot of the bruising came out, um, might be one or two rounds, um, and you're thinking, shit, you've got to be moving that head off offline. You've, you've got to be adapting to that. Um, so there's it's a bit of a mixed spike, but in the case of, and I, I understand why people say, yeah, but he's two-time world champion, he's Olympian, he's this, this, this. The development stage is over. He needs to be just going. The, you're always learning there. And when you're coming off of a couple of losses and when you, you know, when you're with a new coach, you're taking on new things, it does take a little bit of time. Um, and he's got to trust that himself. 
And I just think that that knockout, the finish, how he, how he, he was patient, but the finish, I think as a confidence booster, it's the best thing that could happen for him because let's be real, he he gets a lot of shit no matter what he does. If he'd have gone in there and just just thrown hands and got rid of him, people have slagged it off anyway. That he was never going to win in that situation with Hellenius. And you know, neither the promoters, whatever. To, you, when you have a last minute um, opponent that's so far below on the expectation of what the original was, you're never going to win. So what you have to do is you have to make sure that you win. Get the result. There's a W there, and you move on. And if you can, if you can get something out of that, then that's that's what you really need to be doing. And I feel as though he did that. He got something out of that. I almost feel like he's between a bit of a rock and a hard place because, like you mentioned, the early part of his career up to the Ruiz fight, he was known for you know if you are hurt, he will get you out of there. And he is trying to adapt his style. And there's nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But because it's so foreign from what people are used to. Seen yeah. him, he does come under under fire. But then, like you say, with the Wilder fight, he's going to be in that position where he can't allow Wilder to breathe, but he also can't, you know, be you know what I mean. Be too hesitant. He's almost like going to be caught between. So you can't you can't afford to be caught in two. Yeah, with that and I and I feel I feel the the other night. It kind of was a little bit because of that. But again, this is just repetitiveness. Getting used to you know. You, you can't expect a fighter to change coaches, take on new ways of, of learning and restructuring how you think and how you are and it to work just overnight in a couple of fights. It doesn't, boxing doesn't work like that. Especially, and I don't care what he says, but with somebody that overthinks things as much as what Anthony Joshua seems to do, then that's going to that's gonna take even longer. Um, and I... I just feel as though, like I said, he's he's always going to get criticised, um, but he's just got to do what's going to be best. But anyone that goes to an AJ fight now, expecting to see the AJ fight, the old the old AJ in there, and when I say the old AJ, I mean the the comp- one of his biggest assets when he was coming through was the fact for such a big man, the speed and power that he'd get into his combination punching was brilliant. You know, he, he was a very, very good combination puncher. And he'd rattle them off, bam, 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 bam. And he would overwhelm a lot of opponents because of that. You know, if you look through a lot of his early knockouts, I'm sure a lot of them would be combination punchers that finished them. You know, now, because of what's happened to him, all in my opinion, but because of what's happened to him, he will never go back to that type because that gives him alarm bells. Because he do it, the 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 more punches you're rattling off in a conversation uh, combination, the more opportunity they've got of, of, of slotting a shot and taking you apart. Which is experience, and he's seen how how his life, how his career path went after that loss. So he's perhaps you know very very hesitant and terrified of that happening again, which is understandable. So I don't think you're ever going to see an AJ throwing four or five punch combinations again. It's going to be singles. Twos, maybe you're third on the end, maybe. Isn't that just what happens though when when you go through the levels? Because there's a big difference between Anthony Joshua and No. Um, Gary Cornish, who he could throw five and six at, whereas you've Andy Ruiz there, who when he came into the ring, people maybe looked at his physical appearance, forgetting the fact he was an outstanding amateur with quick hands for a big guy. You know, I like Usyk, who's got um, you know, a boxing encyclopedia in here and can move with his feet. Um, is that just a case of 
you know, at some point, whether he'd have beat Ruiz or not, he would have had to maybe taper back on a bit because the standard of opponents just getting too good. No, 100%. But that comes with evolving as a fighter, you know, knowing when to go, when not to go. But what I'm saying is the, 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 um, there's a reluctance of letting his hands go in combinations because of the result of what happened when he did that against Ruiz. So that's not just a, a, a choice made because you know, oh, okay, I'm going to keep going with twos, singles until the time's right, and then I'll then I'll start opening up. I don't even think that when unless a man's really really gone, I don't even think that he'll open up with with combination punches until that situation because um, he don't want to, you know, I'm, no matter what's coming back because there will always be that 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 thought of I don't want to walk onto one, you know. Talks about the actual fight itself, if it gets made. I mean, I'm not really sure what else these boys can do now. I know Andy Ruiz still wants to fight with Wilder at some point, but Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, it's the only fight to make at the minute, especially with um, Fury tied up with this Ngannou situation and Rusik and Dubois. What what do you make of that fight and where do you give the edge? I've just been on with Sam Jones about this. Deontay Wilder, although he did beat Robert Hellenius, he is coming back off the fact that he fought Tyson Fury three times and in many people's eyes lost three times. He's got his vulnerabilities as well. Anthony Joshua, I think, although his have been highlighted a little bit more. Um, what what where, where would you give the edge to in this fight? It's it's very difficult to look at because we haven't seen uh Wilder in a fight under Malik Scott yet. Not 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 uh, he had he had the last Fury fight was Malik Scott, wasn't it? But what his last again? You know, one with Fury was with Malik as well. How many? And the last Fury fight was with Malik. Was his first? Yeah, fight. The, yeah, the last last Malik, uh, yeah, last Fury fight. But what that was still early doors. I think he just took over for that fight. Um, yeah, correct. So, so what again? It goes back to what I was saying about Derek James. Is it takes a process of time. And fights really, but but a longer process of time. If you want to, the more you want to change somebody or, or add to somebody and and re reinstill a thought process into into a fighter, the longer it takes. Now, Malik Scott, when he when he took on for the for the third uh, Fury fight, he's only been working for a certain X amount of time. But the little bits of footage that you keep seeing over this past year, eighteen months, however long it's been, of Wilder on the pads, just moving around. He looks a lot better fighter to me. It looks like he's got two hands. And when I mean that, when I say that, I mean the majority of Wilder fights, he just uses that left hand now, waiting for this right hand to come over. You know? Whereas now it looks like he's using a jab. It looks like he's throwing left hooks. His his legs look better, you know, he's he's more mobile on his on his feet rather than being like skipping around with quite rigid legs. It looks more fluid on his legs. This is all on pad work that we're seeing. And it looks great. But again, like I said to you, it's different. Anyone can look great on pads. It's different on a fight, fight night tonight. And also, can you keep that 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 thought process going under the pressure of, of, of a big fight? So this is why I'd like to see um, Wilder in a fight first, you know, a fight or two first, just to see how he's developing. Because he's been a long time in the gym. So... I expect I'm expecting him to be a lot better because I think Malik's a very good coach. He's got a great brain on him. I like what he's been working on with him. I just need to see it in a fight. 
Now, if it's the Wilder that you see now working under Malik, he's got two hands and he throws left ducks and he's, he's, he's got a sharper, better jab. That's a harder proposition than what Wilder was before. And before, we were talking about it being a 50-50 fight. So, so, but it's difficult because, like I said, you know, the length of time that they've been working together now, I haven't seen how it translates into a fight yet. So it's difficult. Because um, the Wilder that was before, he had this massive, amazing right hand that can put anybody to sleep, but it could be outboxed quite easily. You know, I mean, I know he's a good fighter, but it was about 140 years old. Ortiz was outboxing him. I don't think Wilder won a, won a fight and won a round, you know, but then Wilder catches you a right hand. And it's happened a few times where, where you know, he, he can be he can be outboxed, and, but then he lands and that's it. So the fight with AJ and, and Wilder, for me, long story short, right now, I don't know because I don't know I don't know what Wilder can do in the fight. Also, the three fights with Fury, what has that done to his psyche? And also, what has it done to his to his punch resistance? So you know, because you got to think about that that third fight. That third fight was brutal, it was absolutely brutal. The second fight, he took a beating. You know. The second fight was a beating. He took Tyson Fury absolutely hammered him, and he showed plenty of nuts and, and, and bullets to to get through that. But he took a beating, and then the third fight was just brutal back and forth. What what has that taken away from Wilder? So you don't know, and and that's what makes this fight so exciting. But all I know is that if if Wilder lands on on AJ, it's done. Because if Wilder lands on anybody, really, while he's fresh, he's, he's kind of done if he lands clean. Look, I hope to God that we just get to see it at some point. I know there's been talks of January now, I think, I believe, in Saudi. Maybe that gives Deontay time to have a fight in between. Um, just quickly, I wanted to touch on this before we before we shoot. The fight with Hellenius obviously happened off the back of Dillian White, and I know nobody can really go deep into this, but it's a yeah. problem that we keep having to bring up just as one sort of situation was going out the door, I believe, this um, situation with um, Dillian's occurred. What what was your sort of initial thing on it? Are we just in the same boat again where we keep having to go round and round and say... Very, very disappointed, uh, obviously, in the initial fail, but very frustrated and confused on in the matter of the, for this one. How come we don't know what it was, what it was failed on? I don't know anyone that's, that's that stepped out publicly and, and exactly what it is that it's failed, it's failed on this, is it? Everybody else, it's always like, yeah, they failed on Cambutrol, they failed on whatever. But there's there's not nothing's being mentioned. No, we know it's, it's the adverse findings. So I don't understand why why is it for this one nobody's you know I know there's confidentiality and everything, but how come the on and there's always confidentiality, but how come this has not come out about what he's actually failed on? Because then it's very hard to understand where we are with this, you know. Yeah, it's it's one of them situations where we hope that at some point we can all just have the one rule. Any sort of any finding can, you know, implicate harsh bans. I think Derek came out himself and said ten year ban, and this will stop happening. Do you agree? Do you think a ten year ban, a lifetime ban? Do you think it stops happening, or do you think people just become wiser? Um. I think you've just said it. I think people, there's, there's plenty of people that are in front of the testing systems right now. Um, and that's the problem. 
You know, that's the problem. These these guys that are the top top chemists and whatever that they they've got on board, they they know how to mask shit, and then you know there's there's, there's you indicate oh yeah that is that can be used to mask that, but that can be found in this in this in this. So it gives you a cloud and gives you a get out. You know, um, it's I haven't got the answers, but all I do know is that the money that's in sport, full stop, and, and it's and the money that's in boxing, the money that people take out of boxing, you know, uh, uh, board sanctioning fee, uh, board control, governing bodies, and the the belt sanctioning fees and things like that. The amount of money that they get, put some money into getting this cleaned up. Get you know, let's have one one organization, or if you you know where you've got bandless categories and you have X amount of years for, for this, for that, and the, for the other, because a stimulant's different to a PED. I'm not saying it's right and you should take one, but what I'm saying is a stimulant's different to a PED. And you can fail. There are fighters out there, and I keep saying it, there are fighters out there that won't even think and they'll take a LEMSIP or something like that. You can get you can fail a drugs test on taking a LEMSIP. And imagine you get done for taking a LEMSIP and they slap a 10-year ban on you. Yeah. You know? And then there's there's you know um your pets your 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 proper proper pets you can't you can't have the same you can't have the same sort of uh tarnished with the same brush for both of those two you know you take a an electrolyte drink out from from a shop that's not informed sport that's not that's not proper um approved and you could fail on that you know so you've got to be clever and i think fighters and 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 People around fighters should make sure that whenever you're taking supplements, or right, don't use the supplements that aren't informed sport. If you haven't got the informed st- uh, stamp on, don't use them. But that also, I don't think, if I do, and I could be corrected here, but I don't even think that that gives you a guarantee because all that means is that's batch tested. So if you then fail, you've got a batch certificate for that product that you bought. So then you can say, hang on a minute, these are only supplements I've took. These are all my, all my batch certificates. Here's the supplements I've had. There you go. Test them. So then batch there's a record of that batch uh, number of what you've taken. And then they can go and test that at the lab or whatever and then say, oh yeah, this was contaminated. Oh yeah, this was this be oh okay. Because again, there'll be people who'll correct me if I'm wrong, but it's my understanding that even the you know, some of these uh supplement companies, they they they'll have the the the, the stuff for athletes made in the same factories as the stuff for others. So there can be some sort of cross-contamination. That's what I've been told. So I don't know if it's true, but that's what I've been told by a few people before. And again, this is why it's important. You make sure you have your batch numbers and then you can then there's, there's some sort of trace there. But these days with people with food and what's happening with food, I don't know enough about what goes into ingredients and food and things like that. It's getting very, very hard. And it's above my pay grade, but all I know is that it's there's too much confusion in this, and and it just seems as though I don't know. We don't seem to have this confusion in football or or players get players get tested um, when they come off for a pitch. They get randomly tested, and there don't seem to be this confusion. It's like somebody fails the test XXX, whatever, then they're banned for X amount of games or or whatever. I don't know, but. There doesn't seem to be this controversy in football or in you know in, in tennis or whatever whatever sports there are. It just seems to be every time we're boxing, 
there's a reason why they failed and it's not really it's not really being on peds. What that is it just boxing where there's that? I don't understand. Well, I'm gonna say if you look at football in a bygone year, Rio Ferdinand got you know got banned for a long time just for missing a test. Whereas I I also think uh, honestly, and and again, I'll go. You know, the board have license fees and things like that offer offer people instead of having all these officials that can go along, go abroad here, there, and everywhere, and or put the put the booze on expenses and shit like that. The money that they're making out of the fighters, the promoters, the the tournament taxes all that sort of shit, right? Put some money towards random testing, not just for 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 title fighters. What about all everybody that's coming through? Absolutely. All these monsters that are coming through, you don't know. I'm not saying they are, but what I'm saying is they're not getting tested because there's no random testing. They're not getting tested, mm-hmm. you know? Um, just getting tested when they get to a title fight. Where? What's that? What's that? How do you not know... The, the, the damage has been done prior to him becoming, you know, a championship fighter. So I, I I think it's not just at the top end that it needs sorting out. It's a big problem. I'm I'm undoubt. I'm sure it'll rage on for I don't know how many years until something yeah. bad happens. But yeah, let's hope not. But Dave, I appreciate you giving me some of your time again today. Yeah. Catch up soon. Um, and yeah, wish you all the best. Appreciate, it, bud. Nice one, mate. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.